the most wonderful real estate podcast ever, the show that gives you the lowdown on how to become a successful real estate entrepreneur with more than 30 years of experience. America's top female real estate investor one is an expert in financial freedom and turning dreams into realities. Now's your chance to become a Dwandonair with the help of Dwan. Here's to a flaming hot foreclosure market with the help of Dwan. Cheers. Hey folks, how you doing? This is Bill Twyford with the most wonderful real estate podcast ever. We're talking about investing on the go today. This is 15 minutes for you weekend warriors out there learning everything you can learn in this 15 minutes. We're going to go ahead and just, this is for you guys, man. It's 15 minutes investing on the go. So get ready, buckle up and hang on. You're out driving for dollars, listening to what I have to say. Today, what is our topic today? Our topic today is how to handle an inbound call. How to handle an inbound call. Now, let's think about this for a second. You may say, Bill, what's an inbound call? An inbound call is when somebody calls you or contacts you, whether it's through Voxer or it's through email or it's through, you know, a text, whatever it is, a phone call. When they're contacting you and they're coming to you, that's an inbound uh, communication, all right? When you're picking up the phone, you're talking to them. If they call you up, all right, and they say, hey, how you doing? I saw your sign. It says, I buy houses, cash, no equity, no problem. And I want to know what you can do to help me out. Now, think about this for a second. They're calling off one of your bandit signs that you've got out there that say, I buy houses, cash, no equity, no problem. So when they call you up, do you answer the phone? Well, yes, you answer the phone because it's a number that you don't recognize. It's somebody that's calling you off of that special number that you've got on your sign. Now, it could be a Google number. It could be any type of a, a regular number that's forwarded to your cell phone or forwarded to an answering service, however you want to do it. But here's the thing. When they call you and you answer the phone, now, they're going to say something like, I saw your sign, says, I buy houses cash. I have a situation with my house, and I just want to know what are some of my options or what can you do to help me? Okay, now, what would you say to that? Think about that for a second. Most people would say, well, you know, tell me a little bit about your situation. And then the homeowner would start talking about their situation. Well, you know, I'm just in a tough situation right now. Uh, my, uh, you know, my, uh, I lost my job and I'm now, you know, a couple payments behind on my mortgage and I just don't know what I'm going to do. So I really don't want to sell my house, but I don't know what my other options are. Okay. Now you might be talking to them, giving them some information, but if they don't like what you have to say, they may just say, well, you know what? I don't think I'm going to go this route. And they just hang up. Now, you don't have their name. You don't have anything. You've got their phone number. You can call them back, sure. But what I like to do is when we get an inbound call, I like to say to the homeowner, when they say, hi, I'm calling about your sign. It says, I buy houses, cash, no equity, no problem. And I want to know what you can do to help me out. I'm going to say, well, my name is Bill. 
and I'm on a cell phone. I'm not in a great area. Let me get your name and number in case we get disconnected so I can call you back. Well, my name is Bob Smith, and my phone number is this. And now I got him to give me information. You see what we're doing? We're training them to give us information. Okay? So now, when I get his name and his number, I'm going to write it all down. Then I'm going to say, tell me a little bit about your situation. How can I help you, Bob? He'll say, well, you know, um, I'm a couple payments behind on my mortgage. I've got, uh, I think I've got some equity in my house, uh, but I've lost my job. And my wife and I are just, right now, we just don't know what we're going to do. And we just need some guidance on getting out of our situation. I said, well, that's that sounds like it's a tough situation. What do you want to do? Do you want to stay in the house or do you want to just sell the house and move on? Well, you know, we were thinking of just selling the house and moving back to Texas because that's where our kids are. Texas, wow, that's great. So how soon do you want to be there? Well, you know, we really would like to get there as soon as possible if we could. You see what we're doing here, guys? Now what I'm doing <clears throat> is I'm finding out their global values. What takes them to Texas? Why are they going to Texas? Okay, they told me their kids are down there and their grandkids are down there. When do you want to be there? As soon as possible. So now I have a motivated person that's lost their job, that has some equity in their house, and they just want to get out. So now I'm going to say to them, <clears throat> I'm going to say, how many payments are you behind? Well, we're two. And how much is your monthly payment? Uh, it's $1,500. Okay, if you were going to go ahead and keep the house, what would you do to the house? Well, the house really needs a new roof because we got a couple leaks in, in one in the kitchen and one in one of the back bedrooms. So now I know it needs a roof, okay? Because I asked them, is the carpet and the property, is it dated? When was it built? Well, it was built in the 60s. Okay, that tells me it's probably dated. Have you done any updates to the property? No, we haven't done anything. It's just like this when we, when we went ahead and moved into it in 1969. So it was built in 61. So that tells me that it's dated. So immediately I know I have to do bathrooms. I have to do carpet. I've got to go in and do kitchen. You know, I've got to do a lot of stuff to it. Okay. And then I say to them, you know, you're two payments behind. Your monthly payment's 1500 bucks a month. What do you owe on the property? We owe 210 And what do you think the house is worth? It's worth about 280 So you have a little bit of equity. So what are you looking to get out of this situation? Well, you know, we just want to get as much as we possibly can. That's a, that's a, a normal answer you're going to get. Well, let's look at some of the numbers of what we can do. I mean, if we've got to fix this house up, we're probably going to put about twenty to thirty, maybe $35,000 into this thing, updating it. And I said, if we have to do that and, you know, you owe 210, that's going to put us about 240. And there's not a lot of room there. Uh, to get 280 out of it, you know, and 280 is probably the houses in the area that are probably all fixed up and, and, you know, updated and stuff. Well, no, they really are. That's what he says. Bob says, no, yeah, they are. They're updated houses and stuff. And we know that. Say, listen, Bob, are you in a position to maybe just take a couple thousand bucks and just so you guys can just be gone and just be in Texas next week? Is that something you might be interested in? Well, you know, if we could get about, my wife and I talked, if we could get about three or $4,000, we'd probably just, you know, we'd probably just move. Say, well, you know what? Let's do this. Let's meet. 
let's go ahead and meet at the house. What works best for you? Can we do six o'clock at night or would seven o'clock tonight be better? Well, we can meet you at seven o'clock tonight. I say, okay, that sounds good. Now, when I come over there tonight and we're sitting down talking, I'm going to show you exactly what we're going to do. Are you okay with us leaving the mortgage in your name right now and keeping getting the payments current and keeping it current while we rehab the property and keeping everything rolling for you guys? It's going to do nothing but help reestablish credit for you guys because you got a couple of dings now. You got a 30-day light and a 60-day light. You see what we're doing here? I'm setting the groundwork for taking the property subject to, so I don't have to come up with the 210000 to pay off the bank. All right, all I'm doing is asking, asking information gathering questions. All we want to do, Bill, is we just want to get out and just take our money and just get to Texas. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to meet with them. I'm going to drop off a homeowner agreement. I'm going to drop off, I'm going to get them to sign a sales contract. I'm going to go ahead and drop off and, and get them to sign an authorization to release. And then I'm also going to go ahead and bring over a quick claim deed that they can take and get signed and notarized and get it back to me with the homeowner agreement. Now, in the homeowner agreement, it explains everything that they're going to do and everything that I'm going to do. Okay? It explains what our roles are in this transaction. That's why I never do a deal without the homeowner agreement. Okay, so now what we've got to do is go to that appointment at 7 o'clock. <clears throat> that just came off of a sign call. Now, they're not all that easy, but i got to tell you what, sometimes they are. And when they're like that, you just picked up a deal. And now you're sitting down with them, and they said, well, if we can get three or $4,000, we would be happy. Well, what I'm going to do is go over there, scope out the house, look at it, see what I need to do, put some numbers to it, and then I'm going to say to them, listen, here's what I'm willing to do. If you guys want to go in with me on this, I'll make up the back payments. I've got two, two ways I can offer this to you. I can give you $3,000 now, and then you guys are just gone. And you sign everything over. And then we're going to fix the property up and either keep it for a rental or we're going to fix the property up and turn it and sell it. Okay, and then we're going to make the profit. Or what I can do is give you $5,000, which is $2,500 now and $2,500 when we sell the property. What would you like to do? And you know what they're going to say? We'll take the five grand because that's $1,000 more than they thought they were going to get. And they're ready to sign the paperwork. They're ready to move forward. And then once they sign the deed and get it notarized and they hand it to you and, they are, and the homeowner agreement's there, the sales contract is there, everything is done. You've done your title work. You've checked everything because you get your sales contract signed. You get it over to your title company to check title to make sure the only liens on that property is a $210,000 first mortgage with Wells Fargo. All right. You give them the $2,500. All right, and you hold the other 2500 until you sell the property. That also guarantees they're going to leave the house. So you're not paying the whole five grand now, and they decide, well, you know what? We're just going to go ahead and use that $5,000, make up the back payments, and now we don't have a situation. Okay, so we don't want to do that. We want to make sure that when we're doing this, that we're in there talking to them about what they need to sign, how they need to do it, so we can go in and take control of that house. 
because it's all about taking control of the house. They're going to deed that house to us. We're going to give them 2500 bucks, And then what we're going to do is we'll give them the other 2500 when the house closes. And we're going to stay in contact with them. Hey, how you doing, Bob? You know, this is Bill. We've got the household done. We've got it on the market. We've got two offers. We're going to take one. We're going to close in three weeks. And, we'll, and, and at closing, we just have the title company send them $2,500 check or wire them $2,500, whatever. I don't need them to sign anything because I've got everything signed already. Okay, it's just me offering them a little more than they expected. And when you do that, it's easier to get the deals. It's much easier to get the deals if you always give the homeowner a little more than they expect. All right, because they think, gosh, you know what? I didn't expect you to give me 5000 bucks. But here's the thing. <clears throat> you got to make offers like that. You got to be able to handle the calls. You got to be able to pace and lead people through the conversation. You've got to be able to persuade people to believe what you say to be true. You also have to know your scripts. You have to know how to handle objections. You got to learn how to ask information gathering questions. It's so important that you learn how to do that because if you don't, here's what's going to happen. Somebody's going to call up and say, hey, how you doing? I saw your sign. What can you do to help me? And you're going to go, well, tell me what you, um, tell me about your situation. And they're going to say, well, here's my situation. We're worth, worth about 280 I owe 210 I'm two payments behind of $1,500. Uh, okay, well, um, do you? how much cash do you want? You see what's happening here? The conversation is just kind of stale. Okay, so what we want to do is we want the conversation to be upbeat. We want to make sure that the homeowner feels comfortable. We want to make sure that, you know, it's a win-win for both parties. Okay, and we want to make sure that when we do these deals, we do good, clean deals. So nobody's left hanging. You know, nobody's getting shafted anywhere. Everybody's winning. All right, that's what we got to do. We got to take care of our homeowners. You got to remember, homeowners get in this situation once in a while. And for them, it's a major, major situation. However, what you have to realize is it's just a little blip in their life. That's all it is. But right now, it's all encompassing of what they've got going on. So what we got to do is make sure that we're there to be there for them, to help them out, and to make sure that we ask the right questions to get the deal versus your competition. And I got to tell you what, guys and gals, the way you beat your competition is to be better than your competition. Prospect more, do better qualifying, do effective lead follow-up, but most of your competition doesn't do, learn how to negotiate and close. Okay, work on those four things, and you'll be stunned how your income will go up. Right? The biggest problem we have with investors is what they do is they go in and they get a deal, they make 20000 bucks, and they take three weeks off and go on vacation. That's not what you do, okay? I don't care who you are. That's not what you do. Now, if you're trying to build a business, you've got momentum going. You just got a deal. You got it closed. You made 20000 bucks. Go find another deal and get that ball rolling and get it moving to where you have five or six or eight deals in the funnel all the time. And then when you've got deals closing while you're on vacation, because if you do one deal and then take a vacation, your business stops. And we can't do that. So we got to make darn sure that you guys stay on schedule. We talked about scheduling, too. Stay on schedule. And also learn how to handle those inbound calls. It's so, so critical to handle those inbound calls. If you don't know how to handle the calls, 
then don't be doing, don't be putting the signs out. Don't be mailing the cards. Don't be mailing the, the letters. Don't be doing any of that stuff because you have to learn how to talk to people. I can't stress that enough. All right. So that's your investing on the go for today. Also, remember, champions never give up. Okay. Never stop learning. Keep pushing forward all of the time, guys and gals. You got to do that. Remember, the more you learn, the more you earn. Also, go to investorsedgeuniversity.com, opt in there. That's investorsedgeuniversity.com. Opt in there and get some free information, some free stuff. We've got free programs in there, all kinds of stuff for you when you opt in. Also, go to the most wonderful real estate podcast ever and give us five stars. Subscribe. Okay, give us five stars and tell Dwan, write Dwan a personal note in there. Say, listen, this investing on the go with Bill is the best part of your podcast. She hates it when you do it. No, she doesn't hate it. She loves it. But it is the best part of her podcast. What can I say? I have to say that because I'm doing it. All right. So champions never give up, guys and gals. Keep pushing forward. This is Bill Twyford, investing on the go. We'll see you next week on the next training. Bye-bye. Thank you for dropping by to the most wonderful real estate podcast ever, making real estate investment wonderful each and every time. Or for more information on how to make your, your real, real estate, estate dreams a reality, reality, keep an eye on dwonderful.com and be sure to become a member.